Um, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. How the hell are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Love the enthusiasm. Yeah, man. It, it's I, I don't really want to be that enthusiastic because it's the end of all of the seasons, but we have a Champions League final coming up. How can we you still do have a Champions that? League final to look forward to. That's right. It's, and a it's, UEFA Conference League final, actually. Oh, yeah. That's today. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, should have led with that one because it's today. English teams in both of them. How are you gonna? I guess what are you drinking? England versus Ita- Italy, huh? <laughs> yeah, in both. I am drinking school old schoolhouse brewery Epiphany Pale. Ooh, it's got a nice little description here: a medium-bodied Northwest style pale with moderate bitterness and citrusy hops. Hops. It's pretty good. Good. It does have a little bit of strong hop flavor there at the end, but well, I would imagine it's in the description. So. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I today am drinking Red Hooks Lager Squatch Lager. Because why else would it not be a lager? It's called Lager Squatch. Uh, this one's not as fun, but it says Lager Squatch prowls the Pacific Northwest in search of good times and friends to share beer. So I like Lager Squatch then. <laughs> Yeah. Share some beers with me. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's tasty. Nice and light. Uh, it says a beer you can believe in, and I definitely believe in this beer. <laughs> it's delicious. So let's quit squatching around. Those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Targo, this is a action-packed episode. We got Championship Weekend in La Liga and Serie A, even though it was already decided. Uh, one team wins the double, a.k.a. the FA Cup Final. Got the Europa Conference League and Champions League Final previews. And then our end-of-the-season awards for La Liga and Serie A and a bunch of news to cover. So before we get into it, Make sure you check out our socials, Facebook, our Facebook group, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Redbubble. Make sure to check out our merch. All of the links are below. All right, Targo, first things first. Let's see who won the double this season. Every Cup final time. Manchester, Manchester City, Derby, man. Manchester United. First Manchester Derby in the FA Cup final. We both thought City would win, and this went the way we thought. But it was much closer than I thought it would be. This one ended 2-1. to one. It was pretty close, wasn't it? I will say City didn't play the slickest football. Maybe credit to Man United. Maybe a few tired legs in that City team. But they got off to a flying start after 12 yeah. seconds? Or, yeah, 12 or 13 seconds. Yeah. Ilkay Gundogan. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful volley. It seemed like a sequence of events that was, I mean, he passed it back to Ederson, or not even Ederson. He wasn't starting. Uh, Ortega. Ortega, that was it. Uh, And then he hits it upfield, and Holland jumps for it. It hits off the defender behind him. Goes to. No, so Holland won the header, the first one. Did he? 
Yeah, and then it kind of bounces, and De Bruyne and Lindelof are going for it. Lindelof that gets his it. head to it, that and it's it. just not really a clearance. Just kind of got ahead to it, but it that's where it fell to Gundogan, and man, he took a volley and smash it. De Gea, didn't De Gea. Move. <laughs> he didn't move. I, I don't know, man. No. <laughs> I think he should have moved. Maybe it's a little early. Wasn't quite woken up, but. You gotta be awake for the like FA Cup keeper, final, you man. You gotta be ready for that. That was far out, too. Like, what, 20, 25 yards? Yeah, 20, yeah, it somewhere It wasn't there, like, in two. the top corner. It was not. He could have at least got a hand to it, but he just stood there. So I gotta ask you, man, who's at fault for that Ilkay Gundogan goal after 12 seconds? I, I would go with the whole squad. Lindelof's poor clearance, De Gea's not being ready, poor marking. The whole nine yards. Because, yeah, Gundogan, man, he just kind of strolls straight down the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like, looks at the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the ball. I guess I'll strike it. De Gea's like, oh, it's the ball. I guess I won't save it. <laughs> and it's in the back of the net. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I would say De Gea is probably most at fault. Because he at least should have had an attempt at it, but... You got to give it to the whole Man United squad. Yeah, yeah. And I will say Man City dominated that first half. If there was a an incident, I kind of want to get your thoughts on. There was a coming okay. together between Manuel Akanji and Casemiro. It looks like Casemiro catches Akanji pretty high. Mm. And the referee gives a foul against Akanji. <laughs> what were your thoughts on that one, man? I, I thought VAR should have at least had a look at it. How is that not a, a at least a yellow card for Casemiro? Yeah, and a, not at least at the very very minimum, not a foul by Casemiro, not a kanji. Yeah, that should be the bare minimum. It should have been a, yeah foul on Casemiro. I, for I sure. think I think it could have been a red that early in the game. I would have put it. I mean, I don't want to put it up to VAR to decide that, but at least to tell the ref to have another look at it. It was early after, you know, 11 minutes or so, I think is when it happened. But that wasn't that one was a, that was a little talking point there for me. Was, I, I don't know how the ref missed that. It was suspect. And I will say Manchester City have had a lot of calls during their games that are suspect. So this one was against them. Yeah. But Anyways, uh, yeah, 27th minute, De Bruyne had a shot go just wide. But, man, how good is Kevin De Bruyne with his left foot? Oh, man, he he can do it with both feet. Yeah. Left, right, back of his heel, shin. Doesn't matter, man. (laughs) Back of his head, doesn't matter. Whatever he touches turns to gold. He has a sweet strike on him. It doesn't matter which foot. And it seems so effortless, too. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 30th minute, though, VAR had the ref go look at a monitor for a possible handball on Jack Grealish after a Marcus Rashford cross appears to hit his hand. I think it was Rashford. What did you think Rashford or Juan Bissaka? One of them. The cross came in. It apparently hit Jack Grealish in the hand. What were your thoughts? My initial thought was, is it wasn't a handball. Just, I mean, what's Jack Grealish supposed to do? He was pretty close to whoever crossed it. Mm-hmm. And I guess by the letter of the law that it, I kind of is a handball. Cause they, what they said was his hand was above his shoulder. Okay. When the ball hit it. 
But I don't know, man. I don't know how you give a handball for that. It's tough. I mean, what do you do with it? You're, you're kind of reaching, jumping, and your hand's just above your shoulder, and the ball hits it. I got nothing, man. Handball rules and handball calls this season have baffled me, so I'm not even going to weigh in on it. I mean, let's look at the handball against in that uh, Europa League yeah, final. we can do that. How is that any different? Yeah, it's not. It's not any different. I mean, you would think the and, way they've been calling handballs in the champion, or you know, in Europe in general, in the those co- European competitions, they've been giving handballs left and right, man, for very innocuous ones. Right? Yeah, it, it's England for you. I, I don't think the rest of even know what a handball is anymore. I think it is very much up to interpretation. It, it'll depend on which yeah. referee you get, because yeah, the decisions have been very inconsistent. They have. And in this case, it was reviewed, and they called a handball. Bruno converts a penalty kick in the 33rd minute. And then during celebrations, Victor Lindelof uh, got hit by an object from the crowd. You hate hate to see see that. Yeah. It's got to stop. Racism, the objects being thrown. Just because you buy a ticket doesn't give you any right to essentially try to hurt a player. It's I mean, that's that's their job. You, you don't hurt people for doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Gundogan scored another volley in the 51st minute from a Kevin De Bruyne free kick. And this one was, it was weird. It was like slow motion. It was so slow motion, man. Like, he, he doesn't catch this volley cleanly. No. It's one of those all. ones where it like rolls down your leg, kind of... Sh- Hits slingshot. your knee, shin. Yeah, the, the <laughs> slingshot. Perfect way to describe it. <laughs> and it takes a couple bounces and somehow deceives De Gea. Maybe he didn't see it. I don't know. I thought he could have done I, I better. I Maybe he's expecting no a defender words. to I have block no it. words for that goal. No words. It was a weird one. Yeah. Either way, that's 11 goals in all competitions for Gundogan and... Man, what a clutch player he has turned out to be. Goals late in the season. Leader to win two games, man. league win the league, numerous seasons and cup finals. Wouldn't be surprised if he scored again in the Champions League final. He was denied a hat trick a little while later, though, but it was offsides this time. Yeah, I thought Holland should have done better with that shot. I think so. Holland too. has a shot, goalie saves it, Gunavin kind of pounces on it, puts it in, but Flight goes up, mm. and he was offside. He was. Uh, I mean, Marcus Rashford and Garnacho had a couple of chances. Shooting was, I mean, their finishing was poor. Closest United came to a second goal was McTominay had a shot that was blocked and looped over the crossbar, but really, not really many chances for them. No, they, they did look a lot better when Garnacho came on. He added a spark some liveliness to the game, running at defenders. But yeah, I, I know it's time you're talking about that looping shot. McTominay kind of mm. has a shot and goalkeeper, I think, saves it and it loops up and kind of hits the top of the crossbar. Either way, I think John Stones would have been there to head it off the line, but yeah, kept it close. I think it was it was nerve wracking at the end of this game for both teams. If you're a United fan, you're nervous. If you're a City <laughs> fan, you're, you're City, nervous. Like, oh, I hope they don't score. Yeah, it. Either way, I mean, City dominated the game, but yeah, like you said, when Garnacho came in, it turned the tide and 
United looked much better. They so. did look better, but yeah, I will say Man City was disappointing. I don't want to say disappointing, but just were not up to themselves, I would say. But yeah, almost like they never got out of second gear. Yeah, but they still found a way to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you so. want to credit Manchester United for maybe slowing them down, but I still think those two teams are a ways away as far as quality goes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, but I mean, we know how good this city team can be when they're firing on all cylinders, and you know, hopefully, United for their credit, they give Garnacho much more playing time next season because he looks like a game changer for them. Next up, we go over to Germany. We had another Cup final, the DFB Pokal final, RB Leipzig against Eintracht Frankfurt. This one ended two 0 and this was the Christopher and Cuckoo show. It was, man. Leipzig, man. Back-to-back winners. Yeah. DFB Pokal. Yeah, man. Uh, at least it's not Bayern Munich, so that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're not winning everything in Germany. But, yeah, I mean, Cuckoo scored the first goal of the game off of a weird double deflection that wrong-footed the goalie in the 71st minute. I think the goalie just got unlucky. It, it was, was unlucky. I mean, yeah. two deflections. That's rough. Yeah. Rough as a goalie. It, after the first goal, it was a completely different game. Leipzig dominated, putting pressure on Frankfurt the whole time. And then the second goal came when Nkuku played in Dominic Sabotsloy, who finished it nicely. And 2 0 winners. Congrats to them. And then we had the final day in La Liga. And what an exciting day it was. Take it was, especially for the relegation fight, if I'm being yeah. honest. That was the most exciting. Well, title was already decided. Top four was already decided. Relegation. There well, was one always fun. One European spot available, and then yeah, it was all relegation, man. <laughs> so let us have it, Dargo. All right, man. La Liga. So we'll start out with Real Sociedad against Sevilla. We both picked Sociedad to win, and they did, 2-1. So Sociedad, they finish all the way up in fourth place in that last Champions League spot. And Sevilla finish in 12th, but because they're the Europa League winners, man, they get into the Champions League. Champions League, and we kind of figured that, like, "Eh, we're already in it. So Not going to care too much. I mean, at least they kept it a game, but... I'll be honest with you, once you're in 12th and you have no chance of getting Champions League, but you won the Europa League, every, it, nothing really can get better than that no. for the rest of your season. And so. we, we thought they'd have a little bit of a hangover after that yeah. game. That was, a, that was a battle they had with Roma. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, Braiz Mendes scored the first goal for Sociedad in the 27th. Mohamed Ali Cho doubled the lead in the 73rd for Sociedad. And then... Eric Lamela got one back for Sevilla in the 77th. Yep. And that's how it Yet ended. another player. You leave Tottenham, you win trophies. That's all I got to <laughs> say. Our other game we featured is uh, Villarreal against Atletico Madrid. We both picked Atletico. They've been in good form this season. They had won their last game. This one ended 2-2 in a draw. So Nicolas Jackson scored the first goal for Villarreal in nine minutes. After he had a shot that was kind of deflected and headed and it kind of fell to him. Like it was a shot or cross. I don't know. <laughs> and he was just there at the back post to head it in. It was 
good I will say by him, I'd say. I will say he's had a fantastic season coming kind of out of nowhere, Nico Jackson. Yeah. And then Angel Correa, man, he scored a brace for Atletico Madrid in this game. His first goal came in the 18th. And it was a well-worked set piece between him and Griezmann. Griezmann kind of pulled it back for him, and he slotted it home. And then his second goal was in the 56th minute, and it was a lovely counterattack assisted by Antoine Griezmann. Antoine Griezmann. Kind of puts Correa through, goes around the goalie, slots it home. So Correa with two goals, Griezmann with two assists in this game. Oh, yeah. But Villarreal got the leveler. Oh, but first I should mention Axel Witzel got sent off for Atletico. Yeah, and I just want to note that I can't believe he's still playing. So, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? How old is he? He's not that old, is he? He's got to be. No. Let me look this up. What's your guess? Well, it's saying I'm looking at it. It's 33? 34. 34. Yeah. That's not that old. bad. It's old. I guess when you're playing in Spain, it's not that old. Okay. Every other country. It's old. Anyway. Saudi Arabia might have something to say. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a new China. But Villarreal, they leveled it in second half stoppage times through Troje Pascual. It was was a long ball kind of over the top, caused some issues. Things kind of got chaotic, and the ball just kind of eventually fell to him, and he buried it. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you have a very open game and lots of chances. There were. There's a lot of action in this one. Someone's going to get that final opportunity, and it's going to be a stroke of luck. And they got it for the leveler. But yeah, so Villarreal, they they finish in fifth place. Fifth place, yeah. Atletico are in third, finished third. So good job for Villarreal. They'll have Europa League to look forward to. Yeah, and Atletico finishing where pretty much everybody expected them to. Third. <laughs> third, yeah. Our next game we had was Athletic Club against Real Madrid. And Athletic Club, they needed a win and kind of results to go elsewhere for them to get into that last UEFA Conference League spot. And the result of this game, they got a draw, which means they did not make it into that last European spot. It was 1-1. And I will say, Madrid, you got this one right. You called a draw. Good job. Thank you. Not often, but I'll take it. I will say Madrid did not look good, man. I watched this game. They had poor touches, poor crosses, poor finishing. They're all depressed. Kareem Benzema was leaving. Didn't look good. The only one that looked good was Thibaut Courtois. Yeah, well, make him look good every game. They do. They do. He definitely looked like their best player. He he saved a PK in, in the 10th minute after a handball on Tony Cruz. But Atletico would score. They scored the first goal in the 49th minute through Ohan Sunset after he kind of followed up his own shot. So he shot it. Courtois saved it. And then he kind of lifted it over Courtois. Yeah, it was a nice finish. So that was 1-0. And then Real Madrid would get a PK after a... I thought it was so... I don't even think it was a penalty. I wouldn't even call it soft. I did not think this was a penalty. I didn't either. I don't know what they were seeing that I wasn't, 
but I, I don't know. Like yeah, know. how VR could be like, yo, look at this one, man. Yeah. I was like an arm, hand, kind of in the face of Edder Militao. They were both jumping up for a header. Yeah. Collusion. I thought it was weak. Collusion. I thought it was weak. Edder Militao, he goes down holding his face, but they gave it. Probably so Karim Benzema could score. And his final game for Real Madrid. And he did. Yep. And then, and then, as you would expect, subbed off, standing ovation for one of the greats. Yeah, and then uh, Marco Asensio also got subbed off. He is also leaving Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I gave him a a nice cheering as he left yeah. the field. I mean, he's a super sub, man. Seemed like every time he got subbed on, he did something. Yeah, yeah. But I do have a question for you. All right. Where does Benzema rank in the history of Madridistas? Well, he's their top goal scorer, I believe, isn't he? Yeah. By, I believe, quite a bit. I mean, he's probably above Raul at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be between you him and Ronaldo. Of, you think of all of the greats that they've had. Zidane, Ronaldo, Figo, Roberto Carlos, uh, Puskas. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And then you got Benzema, who just casually breaks the goal-scoring record over what seemed like a century. He was there a long, 14 I years know. he was at Real Madrid. I, I, I Whenever every trophy possible almost, there. I think it was almost like 500 games he played for them. I think he's going to be one of the top ones, man. Him, Raul, you know, you think Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts to think of the fact that he is up there with the greats. And to think he he played at Real Madrid, probably one of the toughest teams to play for. Like, if you don't perform, you get shipped out. Yeah. And he did it for 14 years. The consistency is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he had 648 appearances for Real Madrid. That is a ton. 354 goals, 165 assists. So he might be number one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he might. I mean, if you look at his trophies, I mean, he's got a plethora Ballon d'Or, um, five Champions Leagues, five Club World Cups. Yeah. So I guess, why leave then Real Madrid? Just wanting to go out on top, you think? I think it probably at this point in his career, what is he, 37? 35. 35. I, I mean, you got one last payday while still being able to play. To be honest with he's you, getting I don't it. Blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him. He's getting it, making, what was it, like $200 million a year now? Going to Saudi Nuts. Arabia, yeah. So, I don't blame him at all at 35 years old. He's either going to sit the bench or go start in a league where no one, he can play as long as he wants. But yeah, so let let us know, guys. Let us know on our TikTok, Instagram. Where does Karim Benzema rank among the best Real Madrid players? I'd be curious. I'm very curious. But moving on to Real Madrid's rivals, Barcelona, they played Celta Vigo. Yeah. 
Celta Vigo were in that relegation fight. A win would see them safe. A draw or loss could put them in trouble. Yeah. Well, they got it done. They beat Barcelona 2 1. Yeah, and good pick. You picked them uh, to win. I this did. One. I thought they'd be fighting for their lives. I know they got a couple good players on that team. And Barcelona have not been playing well lately. Nope. Because they have nothing to play for. Yeah. And it showed. <laughs> yeah, it showed. I will say in the first half, both teams had a goal chalked off to VAR. Okay. Offsides. And then after that, Lewa Lewandowski had a shot. Just kind of kissed the post. He tried curling it, and it just kissed the outside of the post, went out. And just a few minutes after that, Gabri Vega scored a lovely goal from, honestly, an impossible angle against Herstogen. And that was just before halftime in the 42nd minute. And then in the second half, Gabri Vega would get his second after, what's got to be said, it was not a shot. It was a poor cross and somehow found the back of the net. <laughs> Lucky goal. Take them. Yeah. yeah. It went in the net. That's all that matters. Yeah, and that goal proved to be important because Ansu Fati would get his head to the end of a cross in the 79th. Yeah, and that means... Make it 2-1. Celta Vigo survived the drop. Believe it or not, it jumped them all the way up in the 13th. 13th. Yeah. When they started the day, they were in 17th. Yeah, it's insane how close. I mean, 13th to 19th. Six points. Three points between 18th and 13th. That's nuts. It was nuts. I was watching this game. They were showing all the different scenarios because at one point Espanol were beating. Oh, I can't remember who they played. Who was it? Was it Almeria? And so then that would have made Valladolid safe because at that time Valladolid were drawing their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Espanol and Almeria, 3-3, Valladolid and Hatafe, 0-0. Elche and Cadiz, 1-1. And then Celta Vigo beat mighty Barcelona, 2-1 to stay safe. But yeah, that, that means Real Valladolid, your, one of your guys' teams, Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo's team, R9. Got relegated. Down. And you know what? I To be honest with you, watching them set sometimes this season, they deserve to go down. They were bad. so They do have a talented young right back on their team. They do. Ivan Fresneda. Yeah. And rumor has it that his release clause went from 40 mil to 20 mil, and maybe even less. So Borussia Dortmund and Arsenal both looking at him. Yep. Hovering like <laughs> vultures right around the <laughs> top there. All right. So that last European spot in La Liga, it was going to come down between Osasuna Athletic Club. We said Osasuna got it because they won 2-1 against Girona. We both said they would. Your buddy who supports them can be happy. His team has European football to look forward to next year. Yes. Congrats, Javier. They're staying up in European places. Anti Budimir with two quick goals in the 52nd and 55th. And then Girona got one back through Rainers Jesus in the 75th. And yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Fantastic result for them. Yeah, definitely. So that brings us to our La Liga team of the season. Yes. Probably going to consist of two, maybe three clubs, but we'll see. Might have a fourth or fifth in there somewhere. Yeah, might have a couple bold picks. We'll we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So let me know, man. What is your team All of right. the season? Um, I mean, in goal, it's a, this one is There's an obvious player. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Andre Terstagen, 26 clean sheets, only 17 goals conceded, and uh, 83% save percentage. Like, the guy was a brick wall this season, which the following players will also be right there. Uh, I picked pretty much, you could have gone with anybody in Barcelona's defense, and I did. I went with all four of my defenders. As, um, yeah, Barcelona defenders. Dude, so, their defense was so stellar in La so Liga good. this year. It, how do you not pick a Barcelona defense? I don't know. Uh, they were head and shoulders and probably a torso. I was going to say a torso. Else. They only yeah. conceded 20 goals. 20 goals all season. Um, I decided to go with Jordi Alba because it's his last season. With Barcelona. Oh, feeling emotional, sentimental yeah. there, huh? <laughs> yeah, and man, was he exciting to watch. And then you got Jules Koundé, 28 appearances, a goal, three assists, but 21 clean sheets. I think he was probably their best defender. Yes. Um, Ronald, uh, was it Arrojo? Arrujo? Arrujo. Arrujo, okay. Uh, yeah, he had 16 clean sheets, 22 appearances. Almost as good. And I'm with Alejandro Balde as my left back. The young stud. Was he 19? I think so. 20? Something like that. 33 games, which I think is more than any other defender in that Barcelona this season. So. All right. In the midfield. Did you have Jordi Alba as your right back then? I did. Interesting. Yeah. I had to put him in there somehow. So. And then midfield. This is where I started to come up with some surprises for you. Some uh, surprises, huh? I went with an all Real Sociedad midfield. Huh. My two center mids. I went with Mikel Moreno, who had two goals and nine assists and 32 appearances. But the combination of him and Bryce Mendez, um, who might have been like the second or third best player in La Liga this season. I mean, they were such a combo this season. The only reason why Real Sociedad got into the Champions League. Between yeah, because I think originally, didn't you have Frankie de Jong? I had Frankie de Jong. And then I went with Danny Parejo of Villarreal. And I went with, uh, was it Federico Valverde? Mm-hmm. And then I changed it. So, yeah, this was tough. But I got to give credit where credit is due. Mostly Bryce Mendez. I mean, the guy... 33 appearances, eight goals, four assists, but in he averaged 1.4 fouls drawn and 1.3 key passes in every game this season, which is nuts for a center midfielder. You won't get any argument from me on yeah. Bryce Mendez. Maybe All Moreno, right. but not Mendez. Right wing, I went with Rodrigo. I mean, it's hard not to pick the guy. He's on fire this season, 33 appearances, nine goals, eight assists. Left wing, Vinny Jr., easy choice. 
I mean, 10 goals, nine assists, but the most impressive stat, and probably the reason why he's probably the most exciting player to watch in the world right now, 108 dribbles. See, I was going to get to that. When I watched Real Madrid play Athletic Club, Thibaut Courtois was the man, and the other one was Vinny Jr., man. He's, uh, I, I can't speak he's highly so enough good how funny he is to watch. So good on the ball. Like, you think he's going, whichever way you think he's going, he's not going that way. He's going yeah. a different way. And I swear, there's like stucco or something on his boots because that ball is like a yo-yo. It is always on his foot, and it goes wherever he wants it to. It's the only thing I wish he would stop doing is whenever he does get fouled, holding up the yellow card. He does that a little yeah. too often for me. Yeah, I hate it when it players does. do that. It's a pet peeve. Yeah, mine too. Let the ref do his job. Uh, attacking mid slash false nine, Antoine Griezmann. One of the players of the season. I mean, 37 appearances. He had 15 goals and 16 assists, leading the league in assists. Yeah, he had a fantastic amazing season here. Back at home, full-time, not on loan. Played as much as he wanted. It was a beautiful season for him. Poor guy has not won a La Liga title, though. Yeah, he's like the Marco He leaves Royce. Atletico for Barcelona, Atletico win. Yeah. He leaves Barcelona for Atletico, Barcelona win. <laughs> he's the Marco Royce of La Liga. <laughs> <laughs> he has a World Cup, so I don't know. Probably yeah, not. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Marco Royce is injured when Germany won. They have a good World Cup team. <laughs> <laughs> and then at striker, none other than Robert Lewandowski. Man was a man on a mission this season. 33 appearances, 23 goals, and 7 assists. Lead leader with a golden boot. And I almost picked Kareem Benzema because he played a lot less games, but Lewandowski. The numbers weren't there. Yeah, not there. So Lewandowski gets my pick. And it's not only that, man, but it was this interchange. His play with Pedri and Gavi and all those guys. Oh, yeah. Rafinha and... Whoever else was up there is Mendembele. Yeah. <laughs> the like 38 players they have going forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right, man. Buddy. So here's my La Liga team of the season. The defense, the goalie keeper, not too different than yours. As you mentioned, Mark andre Tersegan, man. He's my goalkeeper. Fantastic year. 26 clean sheets, like you said. Guy was a brick wall. I think the more impressive stat is 17 goals conceded. In 37 matches. I know. And in these last few games, the um, Javi was subbing him off. Yeah. It's insane. My right back, Jules Koundé. He did play there quite a bit this season for Real Madrid. I believe he did it for France, too. Or, sorry, for Barcelona, yes. Yeah, he did play right back for France as well. And so, yeah, he's a solid, solid defender. Like I said, probably the one I would say is the best at Real Madrid. Again, Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) My two center backs are from, not Real Madrid, Barcelona. Andreas Christensen and Ronald Arujo. Christensen, huh? Yeah, I went with him, man. He was a free signing. I know. And he played very well for Barcelona and La Liga, man. He had it through, came up with a golden assist, 13 clean sheets. And then to round out the Barcelona defense, Alex Balde, man. Yeah. Young left back. He's a stud. So good. He's so good. And my midfield. So I did a three in the midfield, a four, three, three formation. In the center, 
you mentioned him, Braiz Mendez. Dude, he's so good. He so was good. phenomenal this season. Yeah. I'd On be the right. If uh like a uh, Aston Villa doesn't come try to pick him up, just saying. <laughs> a lot of teams can come pick up a Manchester United can come pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. So he's my central midfielder, Braise Mendez. On the right, I went with Gabri Vega, the okay. youngster from uh, Celta Vigo. Yeah, he the had a stellar season, man. Kept his team up, single handedly beat Barcelona. He yeah. had. He's a stud. 35 appearances, 11 goals, and four assists. Not bad. No, not at all. And then I went with Pedri in that midfield. He's, he's so good. Yeah. And he's so young. That's one insane. of the best youngsters. Yep. Didn't have the best stats this season, I'll admit. Six goals, one assist. Yeah. And his 26 appearance, appearances. With this season, so. He did have a little bit of an injury plague season. As he, we famously know during that World Cup, or not the World Cup, the Euros, he played. Uh, <laughs> World Cup 2. World Cup 2. But he played yeah. so many games that year for Spain, for Barca. Yeah. I mean, he went full season with Barca, the Euros, full season with Barca, World Cup, and then the rest of the season. So the guy's just going nonstop. Yeah. My front three on the right, I have Antoine Griezmann, because you have to have him you in have this to. team. You have to. And I think he kind of played on the right for France as well on this last World Cup run, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. He plays either on the right or as kind that of, false nine. Yeah. For France, he's playing right behind Giroud. Kind of way he does for um, Atletico. So, on the left, same as yours, Vinny Junior. Up top, same as yours, Robert Lewandowski. Yep. Yeah, I I think most of the squad for La Liga team of the season is pretty easy. Midfield, there's tons to choose from, and that was really the hardest part. Any honorable mentions with you? <sighs> I mean, Thibaut Courtois, Kareem Benzema. Um, I guess you could go with, uh, was it Joselu? Joselu, yeah. Um, future Real Madrid player. Um, I mean, he had 16 goals and two assists, but yeah, Federico Valverde. And he probably could have said Eduardo Camavinga in there somewhere since he played literally all over the park, but that's probably what made him not be in my team of the season. Yeah, where did he put him? Uh, yeah. Edermi Tao, uh, the first half? Yeah. <laughs> I probably three quarters. I kind of went downhill from there. So, yeah. Nobody really from any team but Real Madrid or Barcelona. Yeah. Odd Atletico, Sociedad, and I, I went with Celta Vigo. <laughs> yeah, right. The other end of the table. So, No, 13th, remember? It's still the bottom half of the <laughs> table. All right, let's get into our La Liga end of season awards, Targo. I know we couldn't really decide on a player of the season. There was really it was tossed between three, and we chose two. Robert Lewandowski, man, top goal scorer. Yeah, like you mentioned, twenty three goals, seven assists. So that's thirty goal contributions and thirty three appearances in La Liga. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Antoine Griezmann. 37 appearances, 31 goal contributions. So pretty good for both players. Um, I don't know how you pick, man. That, that's tough. Maybe that's Griezmann. Tough. I might give Griezmann a 51%. Lewandowski 50. Maybe it would be more like, <laughs> like 50 
point one. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. I- They're both ageless wonders, and especially after the year Griezmann had last season, it's so hard not to pick him. So, best young player, your man, Penny Junior. Yes. Yes, so exciting. He's got to be the easily the best, the most exciting player to watch in the world right now. That would be my vote, yeah. yeah. Goalkeeper of the season, easy pick, Mark andre Terstagen. Yeah. Manager of the year, pretty easy choice. Xavi for this one. Comeback player of the year. Antoine, Antoine Griezmann. Griezmann, man. Yeah. They had, what did you say, nine goal contributions last year? I think it was something like that, yeah. Something ridiculous to 31 this year. And it's huge. I'll give you some exact numbers here. So, yeah, last year he had seven goal contributions in La Liga and 26 appearances. So it's a pretty hefty swing there of, uh, what is that, 24 goal contributions. So it's insane. And then most improved, Targo. Alexander Sorloth. So he's the forward for uh, Real Sociedad. Yeah. Took over for Alexander Isak after he left for Newcastle. And so he had 12 goals and three assists this season. Versus last season, he had four goals. Yeah. That, that's a big uh, improvement. Improvement. Yeah, definitely helps Sociedad be where they are in a Champions League spot, along with those midfielders, David Silva, Take Kubo. Yeah, they had a good squad, and I'm excited to see them in Champions League next season. Me All too. Right. Me too. Let's move on to the Serie A and their final days. Plural. I don't understand it, but they played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So first off, we had. The Champions League finalists enter against Torino. We both picked enter, and they won 1-0. Uh, wasn't super convincing, though. It was not. They definitely missed some golden opportunities to score. And honestly, this game could have ended in a draw. Yeah. Torino had chances. Well. Yeah. I, goalie could have done better for the first goal as Marcelo Brozovic, the only one in the 37th minute. It was only his third goal in the Serie A. Yeah, it was kind of a long-range effort with his left foot, weak foot, and I do think the goalie could have done better. Yeah. Um, Ed Dzeko hit the post in the 79th minute. Antonio Sanabria missed a golden opportunity to equalize in the second half stoppage time, but Inter claimed third. Torino finished 10th, and we'll see Inter in the Champions League final. Yeah, I can tell you if they play like that in the final, they're they're not going to have a chance. <laughs> I mean that's been the case that's the story of their season though. It's been very yin and yang. Oh, 100% man. Like which inter team you're going to get? They've been yeah. so inconsistent. It's hard to pick them. Yeah. Next up, we had Ampoli against Lazio. Lazio playing to keep second place. And we both picked them to do so and they did. 2-0. Uh first half all Lazio, but it was it ended nil nil at halftime. Uh, 
Alessio Romagnoli scored for Lazio in the 48th minute, getting his head on a corner kick. Center back, yeah. Yeah, former Juventus player. Uh, and then Ampoli's Nicolo Cambrahi. Cambiaghi. Yeah, that one. Uh, in the 89th minute for a second yellow for tripping Zakagni, who was on the counterattack. And then Luis Alberto ensured the win with a goal in the 92nd minute. And it was a beautiful strike. I love Luis Alberto, man. I think he's a fantastic player. Yes, 100% agree. So Lazio claimed second, Ampoli 14th. They stay up. They were already safe. And then first and, we first and second, man. Napoli and Lazio. That's wild. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have guessed that season. at the beginning of this season. No. no. If you would have told me the top seven were the way they were, I would have called you crazy. I want some of what you're nice. drinking. <laughs> yeah. All right. On the fourth, we had Napoli against Sampdoria. We both picked Napoli because it was first against last. It was. Sampdoria were terrible this year. Yeah, league-leading goal scorer, Victor Osimhen with PK in the 64th minute after being the one that got fouled, and he pretty much got sandwiched. He did. He got squished there between two defenders, brought him down, and he steps up and converts the PK. Yeah, and then Giovanni Simeone with Napoli second in the 85th minute. Golasso! Oh, what a strike it was. From the deep. From the deep. Yeah. I mean, it kind of summed up the game because it was all Napoli. It was all Napoli, man. Then. It looked like first versus last. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. We were saying that was that a couple weeks ago with AC Milan, like the perfect time to play Sampdoria. They're in last place. And they beat them like five to one. They did. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of five to two, next up we had Atalanta against Monza. With a win, Atlanta secured a Europa League spot, and we picked them to win. They did, but it was five to two. A lot of games, goals in this one. Um, Teun Koopminers with the hat trick. Koopminers, Koopminers, Teun Koopminers. Thank you, Dutch player. Yes. Twelfth, uh, first half stoppage time and 79th minute goals for him. Hat trick. Uh, un- yeah, hat trick. Andrea Colpani and Andrea Petagna scored on either side of a Rasmus Hodgland strike in the second half. And then Marlon was sent off in the 70th minute for Monza. And then uh, Luis Muriel finished this goal fest Muriel, in yeah. time. Atlanta finished fifth, Monza 11th, which I will say with the teams that Monza beat this season, it's a very successful season for them. 11th, yeah, for them. Not bad. Atalanta, I mean, with the teams below them, below them, great season for them as well. You know, pipping Juventus. Roma, Juve, Roma, yeah. Fiorentina for a Europa League spot. Speaking of Juventus, they played Udinese. Uh, they had already qualified for the Europa Conference League, and they won 1-0. You picked it. I said a draw. They win. Um, Juve with the better chances. They hit crossbar from uh, Leonardo Bonucci header, but Federico Kesa, Kesa, sorry, Kesa, uh, got the only goal in this one. Sixty-eighth minute. Yeah, it was a lovely worked goal. Beautiful, 
passing and then he had a nice curler around the goalie. Yeah. Lovely finish. Um, yeah, it was a positive finish for a rather negative season for the old lady. They finished seventh, deducted points twice. Yeah. The second time was less than the first. I'm sure they're going to get in a bunch more trouble over the summer, but at least this season they can say they have European football. Udinese finished 12th. Kind of expected them to be there. Where would Juve be with those 10 points? Uh, Third? Looks like third, third on, on goal, goal differential. differential. Uh, fourth on goal differential. Fourth, yes. Inter, Inter has a better goal differential. Yes. So. so, yeah, they would have got the last Champions League spot over AC Milan, who played Hellas <laughs> Verona. Uh, we both picked them to win. They won 3-1. to one. King Oli putting Milan ahead with a penalty in first half stoppage time after foul on Brahim Diaz. VAR got involved, ref one of the monitor, took a look, said it was a penalty. And it kind of was. Guy kicked Diaz's foot. He went down. You'd expect it to be a penalty. Yeah, yeah, you do. And then uh, David Faraoni leveled the match in the 72nd (laughs) minute. Sure. Before Rafa Leao... Had a brace. The 85th and 92nd minute. First goal, lovely run. Finished from outside the box, sliding into the corner. And the second goal, they caught Verona on the counter, dribbled around the defender and the goalie, and just tapped it in. Easy as you could be. Yeah, that second one was lovely buildup. It was. Beautiful passing. Sets up Liao, fakes the shot. Defender goes sliding in. And he's onto the goalie. Cuts it in and yep, simplest of little passes. What we've come to expect from him this season. With that, Milan finishing fourth, Champions League football next season, which is uh, quite the drop off from their first place finish last season. And Elas Verona head to a relegation playoff with Spezia. Speaking of Spezia, they played AS Roma. Roma needing a victory to secure a Europa League spot. You picked a draw. I picked Spezia. Roma win this one. Two to one. <laughs> Had to show us wrong. Yeah. Yeah. One in Rome. Should have known the Romans in Rome, Rome, huh? Yeah. But uh, Spezia Dimitris, put up more of a fight. I thought they would too. Battle. I would say I don't think Roma was very convincing in this game either. So thought they were up for the taking in that. But Dimitris. Nicolau put Spezia up in the sixth minute, heading in a shot that I think was more of a cross. Yeah. And then Stephen El Shawari hit the crossbar from long range. And on the 15th minute, Niklas Zaluski leveled for the host just before the half after his cross missed everyone and uh, found the back of the net. I feel like that's a trend for this week. Crosses that turn into goals. Well, I mean, this one was like a cross that no one touched. It just found its way into yeah. the net. Everyone missed it. And then Spezia missed a glorious opportunity to take the lead in the 71st minute. Kelvin Amian was given his second yellow in the 88th minute, giving away a penalty kick. And Paolo Dybala 
won the game for Roma, converting that penalty in extra time. Roma with that win finishes sixth, just above Juventus. Spezia in 17th, as we said, playoff with Elas Verona. So with that, Serie A is done. Let's get into our team of the season, Targo. Who you got for me? All right. In Italy, goalkeeper, Ivan Provedel. I think he's the obvious choice. I honestly went from goalkeeper to goalkeeper to goalkeeper for this one. (laughs) Like Magic Mike, Andre Onana, Wojciech Szczesny. Pardon me, even wanted to pick Memo Ochoa. Alex, was it Alex Moriel for Napoli as well? Yeah, there was another one too. I can't remember, but I ended up going with Providell, man. He he has 21 clean sheets. He had the best save percentage, second least goals conceded. Yeah, yeah goalkeeper for Lazio, man. Had to go with him. Yeah. My right back. I went with the right back from Napoli, Giovanni Di Lorenzo. He had 35 appearances. Three goals, four assists for Napoli. Yeah, Pretty good season, I would say, for a right back. I would say so. Then my two center backs. I went with Kim Min-Jae, center back for Napoli. Guy has been a stud this season. So good this season. Probably won't be there next season. Nope. But he had 35 appearances, two goals and two assists, and 16 clean sheets. Yeah, big uh, part of that Napoli winning squad. That's for sure. Mm. And then I struggled also for another center back. There's, There's so many to pick from. Okay, ones. <laughs> That's how it was. Yeah, a little bit better than okay. Yeah, I ended up falling on uh, Glesson Bremer from Juve. He had 30 yeah. appearances. I think it was his goals. He had four goals, one assist, and 14 clean sheets. Yeah, not bad. Pretty, pretty good. If anyone wants to let me know of a better defender I should have picked, let me know on our Facebook or Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, I'm probably going to say the same thing. So. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and then my left back, best left back in the world, according to you, Taylor mm-hmm. Hernandez. Yep. How do you not pick him? He had 31 appearances, four goals, three assists. Scored a golazo. This season, that one where he dribbles it up the field. So good. So good. Then I went with three in the midfield. Center midfielder is Pitor Zielinski, the Polish midfielder from Napoli. Yeah. He had 36 appearances, three goals, and eight assists. And again, a big reason why Napoli won the Serie A. Scudetto, I Mm -hmm. believe is what it's called. Yes, the Scudetto. On the left of that midfield, I have Nicolo Barella. Because, you know, I'm right there. Yeah, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah. He had 35 appearances, six goals, six assists. He's fun to watch, too. He has some kind of, to me anyway, funny antics on the field. (laughs) He does. He does. He reminds me a lot of Andrea Pirlo, I will say. Not quite as good, but not quite as good as Pirlo. No. My other midfielder is. Serge Malinkovic Savic, the midfielder from Lazio. He had 36 appearances, nine goals, and eight assists. Yeah, and I'm still baffled that he plays for Lazio. I am too. I was going to say, I hope he almost leaves Lazio. Sorry, Lazio fans. He's so good. And he's been, he kind of had a dip, I think, last last year. 
because mm-hmm. his transfer value went way up and then it kind of came crashing down and I'm, I'm sure it's up again. <laughs> and then my three up top. I know he doesn't play on the right, but I went with Rafael Leao. Had to put him in the squad. 35 mm-hmm. appearances, 15 goals, 8 assists. On the left, Gavicha, Cavarcelia, Cavardona. Cavardona! <laughs> the left winger from Napoli. He had 33 appearances, 12 goals, 10 assists. And then the striker is pretty obvious. Uh-huh. Also from Napoli, Serie A top goal scorer, Victor Osimhen. 31 appearances, 26 goals, 4 assists. Guy was a stud. Stud. Yeah. I mean, he's far and away the best player in the Serie A this season. Couple honorable mentions go to, uh, you know, I mentioned Memo Ochoa, but Luis Alberto, mm-hmm. Stanislav Lobotka, you know, Mike, I mentioned Magic, Magic Mike, Mike, Andrea Nana. And then Adamola Lukman, man, he had a pretty good season for Atalanta. Yeah. Getting yeah. his transfer from Everton, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. To my uh, podge job of a uh, team of the season. Here we go. All right. Goalie. Even Providel for Lazio. You said it. 28 goals conceded, 20 clean sheets, 36 appearances. Probably the best goalie in. Uh, 21 clean sheets. Sorry. This was Sampdoria. my stats before the last game. <laughs> My bad. So I will forewarn everybody. These are the stats before the final game of the season. Uh, right back. I went kind of in left field on this one. Stefan Posch plays for Bologna. He's on loan from Hoffenheim. He had six goals and two assists this season. Kind of came out of nowhere and has easily been Bologna's best player. Kind of a cult hero for them. Center back, Kim and Jay. Probably the best center back in the world statistically for clean sheets Um, in all competitions. He's a stud this season. My other center back. How is it compared to Jules Kunde? In all competitions. Oh, yeah. I don't know about all competitions. Yeah. In the Liga, though, man. He had 21 clean sheets. Kunde. Mm Mm-hmm. In all competitions, 22 for Kim and Jay. And I don't think Barcelona kept a single clean sheet in any other competition this season. So, um, Center back. So this is where I said hodgepodge because there wasn't a lot of great center backs besides Kim and Jay. So I went with Armando Iso from Monza. Hmm. I just felt with the, the teams Monza beat this season – and the way they played, they had to have one in there. He's 31 years old. He had 10 clean sheets for the team to finish 11th. Pretty good. Uh, one goal, one assist. Left back, Taylor Hernandez. Best left back in the world. Uh, center mid, I had to pick your guy too, man. Nicolo Barella. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, and especially compared to other midfielders in Serie A. And my other center mid, Sergei Malikovic-Savage. He's a stud. 
He's so good. I still, again, I don't know how he still plays for Lazio. He's been linked to everybody under the sun. At one point, I thought he was going to sign for Manchester City, and I was like, that's game over. I thought Man United was also linked with him. Yeah, Chelsea, uh, I think Newcastle were at one point too. Arsenal probably were at one point. I think they are now, Arsenal. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so I went with a 4-4-2, just to let everybody know. Uh, Left mid, I went with Cavardona because he's my favorite player to watch in Serie A this season. Also came out of nowhere. and More than Leal? Might be my signing of the season. Mm -hmm. I love a good underdog, man, and he's fun to watch. But on my right wing, like you, I couldn't keep him out of my team, so it doesn't (laughs) matter if he's out of position. He still would do just as good. Rafa Leal. And then my two up top, yes, I did pick Victor Osterman, but my other one was Lautaro Martinez. Not Lukaku? No. (laughs) Lautaro was second in goal scoring, 21 goals. Had six assists in 37 appearances. If Lukaku's stats were better, I might have. But they are not. And also played on the bench most games. So, And when he started, nine times, well, about five times out of ten they lost. So, yeah. Uh, honorable mentions, Armand Loriente for Sassuolo. Uh, and then... Berardi also for Sassuolo. Yeah, Berardi was a great one. uh, Because no one mentioned anyone from Roma. Chris Smalling, Luca Pellegrini. Both had stellar seasons. Gabriel Strafeza for Lecce. Had a great season. Fukayo Tamori, Adrian Rabio, Sandro Tonali, and Wojciech Szczesny. To round out my honorable mentions. So Targo. Serie A end of season awards. Take it away. Best player, I think it's pretty obvious in Serie A. The Nigerian goal scorer, Victor Osoman. Goal machine. Easy pick. Like <laughs> Easy pick, yeah. Easy pick. Best young player, your favorite player to watch. Cavaradona, Gavicha, Cavarcelia. Youngster from Georgia. Goalkeeper of the My season. favorite player to watch in Serie A. In Serie A, sorry. Yes. Serie A. <laughs> Our goalkeeper of the season. We both picked him. Ivan Provedal. Goalkeeper from Lazio. Yeah. Manager of the year. Another easy pick. Luciano Spalletti. Going out on top. Going, Going out, out on, on top. top. Manager for Napoli, former manager for Napoli. <laughs> Comeback of the year. Stanislav Lavotka. Yeah, man. Guy was a, a stud in midfield, man. Yeah. He was a pit bull in there, too. Mm-hmm. He would not be afraid to get in some tackles. He was he yeah. was fun to watch. For I, I, I remember watching him be... specifically in their Champions League games. Oh, God, so good. I thought at this point we would be saying Amrabat, but he did not do as well as he did at the World Cup. No. No. And our most improved player in Serie A, Bule Dia. Yeah, third in scoring this season. Out of nowhere. Compared to last year, he played in in La Liga in Villarreal. 
So for Salernitana, that's where he plays. In 33 appearances, he had 16 goals, 6 assists. Versus last year for Villarreal, he had 25 appearances, 5 goals, and 5 assists. Yeah, I would say, especially for a Salernitana side that uh, finished 15th. It's much different than playing on a Villarreal side that's generally pretty good. Honestly, they could have been in that relegation fight if not for some of his goals. Yeah, 100%. Okay, Targo, let's get into the fun stuff. We got our Europa Conference League preview on the 7th, which is today. We have Fiorentina against West Ham United at Fortuna Arena in Prague. Each team looking for their second European trophy, having won the European Cup Winners' Cup. Who you got? I I said my thoughts in a uh, TikTok a while ago when the finals were set. I'm going West Ham. I think it's a solid pick. Uh, I think West Ham have too much, in especially in the midfield for Fiorentina, probably too much going forward as well. I think West Ham wins two to one. I would probably Since say that's a good did, a good score. Line. I did not share my thoughts on a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I think they are much better in that midfield. Lucas Paqueta going forward, and you know Declan Rice, Jared, Jared Bowen, Bowen going forward. Mikel Antonio has six goals in the UEFA Conference League. But don't look don't look too far past Fiorentina. I mean Arthur Cabral is their top goal scorer in Serie A with eight goals. And he's the top conference league goal scorer with seven. And Luka Jovic is not right far behind with six as well. So they definitely no, have I, I, This one was forward. hard to pick. Don't get me wrong. I don't think yeah. this one was a tough one because I, I watched Fiorentina this past week and I wanted to see how they were going to play, especially playing West Ham here coming up. And they didn't disappoint. They're a good team. This will not be, yeah. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means, no. but I think West Ham just have the edge. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, on paper, West Ham probably have the better team, but we also got to remember West Ham didn't play very well this season. No. So. No, they didn't. Depends which West Ham team we get. And then next. On to the big one, the one everybody's been waiting for all season. I personally almost prefer this to World Cup final. Not going to lie. The Champions League final. When the music hits, you get goosebumps. Every time. This one Maybe if it is was your Saturday country in the 10th. World Cup, you might think otherwise. Yeah, that's true. If I didn't live in the United States, I would think otherwise. This one, Manchester City against Inter Milan at Ataturk Olympic Stadium in Istanbul. City are attempting to win their first ever Champions League title, first European trophy, and first ever treble. Inter, meanwhile, playing for their fourth European title and second Champions League, first since they won the treble in 2010. Can they be treble killers, Targo? It's going to be tough, man. Again, I watched them play this weekend. If they play that way against Man City, I don't think I don't think they do. But at the same time, Man City are this is gonna be a new opponent. If they played like they did against Manchester United, things could be interesting. Yeah, I mean Inter love to play on the counter. 
So the, I think they will way. be okay. We'll set up our. I'm guessing a three-five-two. They might go kind of formation. Yeah, and they're gonna say, "Okay, break us down," and City will might find it difficult. This is a staunch Italian team, man. You know how they like to defend. Mm-hmm. They don't care about winning pretty. They'll they'll take their chances with their win two is up top. a win. Doesn't matter. Yep, they'll take their yeah. chances with their two up top with either Lukaku, Martinez, or Jeko. Who do you think starts in this one? I don't know. I thought Lataro Martinez starts. And yeah, so for me, well, it's between Ed Dzeko and Romelu Lukaku. And Ed Dzeko has been starting the European games, seems like. But I don't know. I, I'd almost want to start Lukaku. Or maybe you save him on the bench, bring him on partway through the second half. Legs are a little bit more tired. He can kind of throw some of that muscle around. I don't know. Yeah. I was just gonna I was just gonna harp on that too, is what you just said. Um I would leave him on the bench because the way watching the way that City has played the last three weeks, they look tired. Everywhere. You get uh bruising Lukaku coming on in the second half when they're tired, he caused some problems. But then he again, yeah. do you do you want to take the lead early? Or do you want to be playing from behind? And have City get some momentum. That's always the question. If Inter playing from behind, if City get an early goal, that could spell even more trouble for for Inter because then it'll force them to come out, mm-hmm. and that's when City can. They will expose pick you them apart, left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah, and Inter have to be more clinical with their chances. They were not this weekend, and we know from watching City all season, they only need one or two chances to win a game. Two 0 yeah, and not every player on that city team has to be playing good. I mean, you have so much they talent. They need one. Holland, Look at this FA Cup final. Luda I mean, ben. De Bruyne didn't really have the best game. Holland didn't have the best game. Grealish didn't stand out. But guess who did? Ilkay Gundogan. Yep. Mr. Scores two goals. Wins Man City the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you looking past City in this one? I'm going Man City, man. I think they yeah. get the treble. I hate to say it, and it hurts my soul. I think City is going to win this one three to one. Not even really that close. I think Inter get a garbage time goal, and City run all over them. Or Inter gets a goal early, and then City run over them. <laughs> It'd be either end of the game. Uh, we'll see those their last couple of away matches away from the Etihad in Europe were draws. Remember against Real Madrid against yeah. Bayern Munich. Yeah, but they also beat Real Madrid handily. At that was at the Etihad though. But Inter's not playing at the San Siro either. This will be an away game for both teams. Well, I guess mostly for City because their fan base is awful, and Inter has a massive fan base. So. I would assume the traveling support favor Inter, but who knows? So, okay. What do you guys think? Who do you think is going to win? Do Inter even stand a chance? Or is City essentially destined to win the treble? Let us know. All right. Last up, we got some news, Targo. We're going to go through it fast because I know everyone's been listening for a very long time. 
Shall we start with the one, the only, the person who can only be referenced in third person? Yeah, Sarah there. Yeah. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic retired, decided to leave AC Milan, 41 years old. Um, He's been injured all season. 24 years of professional footballer. He's got to rank up there with the greats of all time. Yeah, definitely is. He was definitely known for scoring a wonder goal. That's for sure. The guy scored some magnificent goals. I can think of for Sweden, for LA Galaxy, for Juve, for Barca, for Milan. All kinds of teams. Manchester United. Or Man United, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot Did about that. we say that. Inter? AC Milan? Or Inter? A- yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, he's so good. And I, I Ajax, take that back. Ajax, too. Ajax, too, yes. And I Such take that back. Big... I'm going to quote Sergio Ramos, and Zlatan didn't retire from football. Football retired from Zlatan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great the only quote. only way it can be. Fantastic right. player. Luke, Wish him the best. So good. So good. And what a persona he is. They had to copy him for TV shows. So, <clears throat> Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to Ligue 1. Um, Messi was booed off the field for his final game for PSG as they lost 3-2 to two to Clermont Foot. Uh, what? One. Have you seen his stats this season? They're insane. How do you boo him off the field? Two, how do you lose to Claremont Foot? And three, how do you still win the league title after how crappy they've been this season? Because they did. They won the title by one point over long. One point, though. And you remember, I think Messi scored a last gasp winner, equalizing goal free kick. Second I mean, half what, stoppage like time. A so week, week or two ago? Just that wasn't a week or two ago. I think it was a while ago. But well. He scored quite a few of them. Still. Could say that that goal won him the title. Could. So where's he going, though? I've heard rumors of two places. Um, One being the MLS for Inter-Miami, and the other one going to Saudi Arabia. Not back to Barca? Nah, I mean, it it could be if they can get him on loan from Inter-Miami. I don't think if he goes to Saudi Arabia that he will go anywhere after that. So I hope he goes to Barcelona, if I'm being honest. I'll be honest with you, what Javi is doing at Barcelona, as much as I would love to see Messi back there and in a Barcelona jersey, I don't want him to go there because that project he's got going, Messi is only going to mess it up. And Yeah, I was going to say, where does he play? No, you want to continue building a project. And you could sign other players rather than sign him because the new La Liga rules, you have to pay him at least $25 million a year. Yeah, and they'll have to get rid of, you know, Rafinha, Frank Kessie, yeah. someone, someone, Ansufati, yeah. whoever yeah. they decide. And you don't want to if you're Javi. So I don't think it's a good idea. But um, Christophe Galtier was fired after the match. Um, and PSG have open talks with Julian Nagelsmann. Uh, and they also have agreed to sign Marco Asensio on a free per Fabrizio Romano. So Messi out, 
Marco Sensio in. Does he play? Yeah. He starts for PSG? Probably. I don't think he does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care about PSG anymore. I'll be honest with you. I'm over it. (laughs) Being of over it, Tottenham Hotspur have announced a new manager. (laughs) Great segue. (laughs) They have hired Celtic boss Anga Postacoglu. Uh, as their new full-time manager after he just won the domestic treble with Celtic. So he already has more trophies this year than Tottenham does, period. Won an Asian Cup with Australia, the J-League with yeah. uh, Yokohama F. Morinos. So he, guys won titles yeah. wherever he's gone, or trophies. Yeah. Let's see what yeah. he can do with Spurs. But he's never coached in the Premier League, so we'll see. His first job is going to be trying to keep Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, um, who are now... Rumored to try to sign Harry Maguire to keep Harry Kane happy. See how that works out for you. And then last but not least, probably the coolest and wildest final day in all of sports. It was wild. The Belgian Pro League title, literally, they do a playoff system where every team play, uh, the top four teams play each other twice, and whoever has the most points after that Wins the title. So the four teams were Antwerp, Union Saint-Jouaz, Gong, and Club Rouge. So do you want to kind of explain how the title changed three times in five minutes? Yeah, so goals just went flying in, man, for all these teams. One team was up, the next team was up. They were all very close. So Antwerp had 46 points. Union Saint-Jouas also had 46 points. Gank had 45. And Club Bruges had, uh, they were in the running in third, or in fourth with 33 points. So they weren't quite in it. But it changed hands between these clubs so many times. And in the end, Antwerp drew 2-2 with Gank to win the league in, a, in stunning fashion, while Union Saint-Jouas won 3-1 to Club Bruges. Lost. Or lost. They lost. To Club yeah. Rouge. Because they went up 1-0, and they had the title. And yep. then Gank went up against Antwerp. And then Antwerp tied it. And then Gank went up again. And it seemed like they were going to win it. And then Antwerp scored. And then they won the title for the first and time. And Union Saint-Jouas lost. <laughs> and Union Saint-Jouas lost. And uh, I believe it was a man named uh, Vertonghen. Nope. Or, Close. No, Different Toby Belgian. Otterweil. That was it. Other Tottenham center back that left to win a trophy. But it's his hometown club, and it's fun to see that. He won the title for him, and he's going to be a legend there forever. Their first title in, I think, like 50 years or something like that. Something crazy. Fantastic for them. But, yeah, what a wild, wild end. And what a way to end the show. That's right. That brings us to the end, guys. We we thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We appreciate Appreciate you so much. Make sure to check out our Facebook group. Get in on the conversation. Let us know if there's any questions you'd like us to answer. Definitely want to hear from you guys. Make sure to check out TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, the Redbubble. Check out the merch. We love you guys. Thank you so much. As always. Cheers.